Welcome to Minority Corner with an Eke and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of Podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues, only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. Aneka, what are we doing? I've missed you, my little princess. I know, I've been missing you too. We got so much in store, but for my corner, I'm going to be talking about Shirley Chisholm, the first woman to run for motherfucking president. Yes. I remember her. I remember her. I want to know the more details. I don't feel like I know enough about her. We're about to get in deep. You're going to learn all about her. Now, what are you talking about, though? Well, Neke, we got an Ask Minority Corner anything from one of our members. Yes. Okay. And they have some questions about Flint, Michigan, and I'm going to answer all the state of Flint, Michigan and its water. That's what we're going to be doing. Ooh, I'm curious to hear this. We got a good episode. Well, also, Aneke, we got to talk about, we have a new black princess other than you. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. So we need to discuss. Not me, because I'm a queen. Oh, that's right. Yes, you are. But we will be talking about that new black um, black princess. Yes. Well, let's get into it. Which, you know, she might be something else, though, too. Okay. Ooh, is that okay. going to be revealed, too? I feel like I'm on Mari Provich, and you're going to reveal... Well, I mean, like, you know, her title. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. too. Oh, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, it is like Mari. Reveal what her title might also be. Find out on Minority Corner. Yes! I almost thought that we could do, like, a cool, like, do-do-do, do-do-do, but there's music playing behind us, so... Yes, and there's just a lot of music, and it's, like, yeah. me going, bing, ba bong, 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 Let's go to the show! Wow, we're back! We are back! Well, hello! Hello, my black princess! Hello, my black prince! It feels weird to say it. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it felt a little too like I was in some sort of like 90s black romantic movie. My my black prince! Feels, a little too. Oh, is Denzel Washington? Is, Morris uh, Chestnut is, again is, coming fucking Morris up? Morris Chestnuts in there. <laughs> feeling tempted. Yeah. So you get. Let me have this movie, Morris. You got all the '90s movies. It's weird how that doesn't work back and forth. Like if I'm like, oh my prince. Well, I don't know. For me, I can say it. To, I could say it to you all day, all the live long day. My my black princess. Well, my I black also princess. feel like maybe there's something going on there. I mean, I don't necessarily feel like mm. I'm packing it right now, but. <laughs> why why is it okay to call women princess my princess mm. your princess and then once you call a man a and prince and you love it I don't know I don't know it's if I love like it I have remember pa- I'm a queen I, <laughs> oh that's true but I just think you're so cute and I adorable I could be a cute and, queen you know <laughs> oh, it's cute true. queen <laughs> Cute queen. That could be your you know if this was the 80s that would be your like sitcom she's a cute queen cute queen Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And he's her black prince. Seriously? Ooh, I know. Nope. <laughs> it didn't test well with audiences, so he got cut from the show. Damn it, I got See, cut. See, we need to figure Fuck. this out. What do you guys think? Tweet yeah. us. Tweet us what your opinions Tweet are. Tweet at us. Well, speaking of, there is a new black prince, other than oh, yourself. The there queen. Is, there is a... There is a new. Oh, that's right. You're a black queen. But there's a. Well, good. That makes room for the black princess. There's a black princess in that yes. game. Yes. I mean. I hate to do this to you. I've been accused of this. Oh, I've been accused of this. Of, okay. Well, actually, Bring it I'm, to me. I, oof, I hate well actually. 
Oh yeah, I that's I also saw that movie. No, Not no. good. It was a direct to <laughs> direct to VOD okay. video on demand. Well actually, well, actually she's a duchess. <laughs> oh, I know. I was gonna get to that. You spoil oh, the sorry. truth. You spoil it. I was gonna get to it. But I, you know how I have. This, well, I wanted to circle back onto something else because for the longest time, mm. people are like, "Ashanti's our mm, princess," yes. and you. You and you and I both yeah. know she ain't never I'm, be, and she will never be our princess. We need to do a whole. I mean, we are. You already did a <laughs> corner on princesses. black on groups on R and B groups. Cool. But we need to talk about. That's another thing we need to unpack. Is your uh, R, your yes, black R- your R and B princess <laughs> <laughs> standards? I, there are, are ones high. that there are ones that I yes. like and ones that I, know, I don't. Ones feels, that I like and ones that I don't. I gotta, Monica, I, yes, Brandy, I did not like her but i bought I was gonna all her say albums you're gray on brandy i i yeah i it's weird i bought all her albums i watched yeah. moesha and i didn't you like, like her. maya Bec- i love me it's a maya who spells her name with an accent over the y which is not a real but thing you, you still are like you're okay with me <laughs> and then uh, Aaliyah is my princess yeah. because she just she's this she was the i R&B mean princess. she's the first one let's just be honest but janet jackson was she too is. I feel like, wasn't she just a queen? Well, when she was a little sister to the Jackson 5, she was kind of princess then, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I feel like she just, like, no titles can hold her. You know, she's just nasty. Had her comeback, too, and her 50th birthday. Oh, and I am about to, like, shit a brick, literally. Why? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) You gotta start. You you need to start drinking your Metamucil. I've never said that in our 120 episodes on air. That often, but I am. This, you know, what Janet is doing this summer? You know what she's doing? Uh, What's she doing? She is. She is headlining Outside Lands. Oh, are you going to be in town for that? Oh my god! I, I wish. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! uh, You saw her, and you were (sighs) so close. You were so close. I was. But I would just, but then I go to her at a festival. Yeah, that's a lot oh, of vibes. She's making the festival circuit, so check your festival. Go to outside, outside lands. Um, oh, she's gonna be at Essence Fest she's, too. She's also at this other one uh, here Ooh. in New York. Not the Governor's Ball, but this other one, Afropunk? Um, July twenty seventh. Not that one. There's a d- oh, another cool. one, but she'll be nice. there. Okay, yeah. so Black Princess so, Meghan Markle is now the yes. Duchess. Yes, Meghan Duchess, she Duchess, is the Duchess of Duchess. something. Duchess of Sussex. And what is interesting, people think that this is actually a nod to the last Duke of Mm. Sussex. Do you know about him? He was Prince Augustus Frederick, a son of King George III, Mm. who supported the abolition of slavery and also backed civil rights for Jews and political descendants. I love this. It also feels a Mm. little too like, come on, guys. (laughs) But you know, I I love it. Can I talk talk about. Yes, and but I want to talk about the royal wedding. Yeah. I know a few people who are just like rolling their eyes yep, about I've it. I've heard that and, too from some people. But I don't understand how you can't stop for a second and look at the phenomenal history that's happening. Yeah. To me, it's yeah. like, I look at this as like, this is similar to Barack Obama becoming president of the United States. Mm-hmm. You have a, a black right. woman who... She has descendants, her dis- probably descendants of slavery, yes. which England Jamaica, her was mother a is Jamaica, in. which was a British colony that had slaves. That's how Jama- Jamaicans are black because of slavery, which a lot right. of people okay, don't so you go, know. Get it. They're just like, oh, they're like, always no, there. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so so there you go. Like this is a huge, huge yes. moment to look at like where we are in history that we were blessed enough to be alive for first yes. black president and first like black you know, royal Duchess black Princess British or royal Black Royal British who she's going to give birth to mm-hmm. children who are also descendants of slavery who are royalty from the rest of right. their life. Right, not to mention, not to mention how controversial this is because Queen Elizabeth um wasn't supposed to be queen. She's the daughter of the second mm. son. So technically, you know, like if Harry and Meghan have children, that's that's who Queen Elizabeth was. Her family's just going to be rich royals. Right. But the the king Edward, he wanted to marry mm-hmm. a divorced American, and that was unallowed right. at the time. So he abdicated the throne yeah. to marry a divorced. Americans. So the fact, and they were also Nazis, but we won't get into that. But the also, yes. sidebar, next episode. <laughs> but the fact that Harry, who is literally just a grandchild of Elizabeth, is marrying not only a black woman, too, she identifies a biracial, so I will go along with what she identifies with. But two, she's sure. divorced. Three, she's older than him. Yes. Four, she's American. He's she's, like, I don't give a fuck. And she's also a. She's also a self-identified yes. feminist. And you know what I will say, though, to the, her biracialness, what I do love is, like, she identifies as, as biracial, but did that wedding, oh, that she was, was like, don't y'all wedding. forget, I am also mm-hmm. black. I love it. Like, she was like, I am also black. Yep. Like, they had that guy doing a <laughs> sermon. I felt like I was back at the Baptist church. I know church, he did a good... Talking about slavery and he, stuff, too. He was... It, at this royal as wedding, talking about slavery, mm-hmm. quoting Dr. King. Have- he, at one point... At one point, he was running so long, and he was like, "All right, we gotta get married, yes! y'all." And like, like that was the best. And they got the black nineteen-year-old cellist, and they had the the yes. the chorus with the chorus director, who looked like, you know, everybody who's black got a auntie that looks like that. Yes, I was like, Aunt Sharon, is that you? Like, <laughs> and also, like that, like they, uh, the, so they had the choir, they had the, uh, so it was the Kingdom Choir, who's a Christian mm. group made up of black yes. Brits, and they do gospel yes. music, and like, um, they sing at the Zero Elite. They did "Stand by Me," a gospel rendition Pretty. of that, and they also did um, this little light yes, of mine, which is so American. Like a spir- she's like. She kicked in that door and was like, not only am I American, but I'm black American motherfuckers. And this is what we're going to do today. Yes. Well, I but correct me if I'm, I know that when I was growing up in Baptist church, they used to sing this little light of mine all the time. I don't know if this is, I feel like it's got like, um, black spiritual roots. I don't, I didn't grow up in the Baptist church, but I would say yes. I feel like it just has that, and that, so it just had the soul, and so I just like, I mean, what a what a revolutionary moment. So anybody who is side eyeing it or poo pooing it, like stop because that's border. You're not he, getting it. It's like you know, like you're not understanding it. And for like I, for me, the people that I've mm-hmm. seen it, I don't know. Only people that I've seen, I roll their eyes mm-hmm. about it. I've never, I've not seen any black woman who's like, I don't right. care. Like it's amazing. So here's my thing, uh, and I think you're tapping into a bigger oh. thing. There is a group of people in this world that like to dislike things that everybody likes just to be cool or to be contrarian. You know what? Shut up. If it's not hurting anybody, like, yeah, Yeah. British Empire were colonialists. Yes, they were bullshit. Yes. But you know what? This wedding's not hurting shit. This wedding is nice. This wedding is beautiful. This wedding is historic. And if someone wants to like the wedding, just close your mouth close your mouth like when i don't like something and i see other people are enjoying it and it has nothing that's gonna harm me 
I'm not going to be like, well, fuck that to be an asshole. Fuck that mess. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Just let people Mm -mm. enjoy it. If people want to watch basketball, let people watch basketball. Let them enjoy it. Eat a hamburger. Well, if you're a vegetarian, eat that hamburger. But but come on. And also, we can also probably all eat one hamburger less because. Yeah, well, that was a bad example, but you get what I'm talking about. The environment. (laughs) You know what I'm getting at. (laughs) Well, I I hate to, well, actually, MRK. That was a bad (laughs) example, but you know what I mean. But I get what you're saying. I I do. Well, I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page of celebrating uh, our black duchess. She looked beautiful. She looked gorgeous. And I'm just like, it's a monumental moment, especially in this current world of a lot of racism and fascism that's happening. It's really nice to see progress still happening in other yeah. ways and like they can't strip her like she she got it forever yep. she royalty AKA forever aka brexit so. can suck on that dick exactly <laughs> suck on it well, yes maybe not suck on it but like burn yeah, your face okay yeah that's like, that, that's, i like sucking that's dick pleasurable. i shouldn't say that and you do too well, you, know, <laughs> you know girls radio gotta do what she's gotta do around but <laughs> 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 they can't. I like a consensual video, relationship. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Ooh, she said it. I'll leave your imagination <laughs> to it. And I, I have some hot, <laughs> I have some hot yes. gossip for you that you told me to hold because the phone we were, and don't speak a breath. We were of having it a private conversation, until... and this just sounded way too juicy. And on a topic that and we've talked like, about oh. before, and I'm hardly the one that does this. I pulled you the are. James, and Nikki was like, "Hold the phone. I'm not recording yes. yet." <laughs> I'm not Linda tripping yet. First oh, of man. all, you need to tell the world if you want to the name of the the, of the show <laughs> that you're going to be performing in the so summer. So I'm court. So in the summer, I'm coming back to coming back home, Bay Area. Get, get ready. ready, and I am performing. I'm helping. Uh, I'm choreographing my dream performance piece that's been in my head for five years. It's been in my Ooh, head. So exciting. Uh, doing. <laughs> Danity Kane's yes. Damage, but set to the theme of Sailor yes. Moon. So we're going to be these like gay yes. sailors dressed up in the little Sailor Moon costumes, but like, you know, like shorts. We're like still, we're just yeah, gay sailors, just you know? Yeah, uh, everywhere. <laughs> we're called Gaylor okay, Moon. Good. Okay. And uh, we've redubbed our group Manity yes! Kane's. And uh, I was doing some, I've been doing a lot of research about Danity Kane and the, fo- like, YouTube videos be popping up when I'm trying to, like, you know, research the choreography and yes. stuff, you know? And this video of Danity Kane, like, Google it if you don't know, damage. Also, uh, listen to. You'll see a picture of a Neke. Well, you'll see a picture Don of a Neke. Don has my old face. <laughs> I, mean, I have Don's old face. Let's just, we'll leave yes. it at that. We'll leave it we at told that. stories about me being recognized in clubs in San Francisco as Dawn. As Dawn. And I think one time you maybe, we were, I maybe was like, oh yeah, that's I her. <laughs> For a minute, it was a thing. <laughs> we were like, they're like, is that Dawn from Danny Decay? I'm like, mm-hmm, you should buy and her I'm some like, drinks. No. And her friends too. <laughs> I should have went with it. Um, but there was a fallout that happened with, I'm going to fast forward, Danny Kane, P. Diddy broke yes. the group up. And then uh, years later, the group got back together with just yes. four of them. And then one of the girls, Andrea, got pregnant and was like, I don't want to do yes. this anymore. Or she's like, I'm going to go have my babies. And there's just three of them left. And then Dawn punched one of them in the back yes. of the head, yes. Aubrey, who had an affair with Donald yes, Trump Jr. Yes, she did. And she wrote a terrible song weird. about it. So she we uh, wrote a terrible song about it. 
So all this, this is weird. All roads lead lead to that fucking cheat only neat. Yeah. I know. Anyways, Don. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don punched Don punched Aubrey in the back of the head. The group is no more. And I found out on some like hot, you know those hot radio YouTube yeah. things like those videos. They're like it's like a radio show, but it's hot ones okay. 107 in the morning the breakfast it was the, okay. the breakfast club yeah it was the breakfast club charlemagne the god i didn't know yeah okay and so apparently that way back mm-hmm. when uh when they were like this is like early on in tanity kane when they were all like first mm-hmm. formed in this like maybe after like year one or yeah, year yeah. two apparently d d woods and aubrey used to get like hated on so much on the interwebs oh. And it was the same, and like, and they used to have like Aubrey had like a, a girl who was running her fan page. This is like way back, like this is like 2008 when people had like people running yeah, their yeah, fan yeah, pages, yeah. and it was a different time. And so there was like this the same name that kept harass like harassing these like oh, Don. No. no, the the D same Wood. name kept harassing D yes. Woods and 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 Aubrey and saying that they had like cellulite and, and photoshopping picture and photoshopping fake pictures about them and calling them like sluts like, and whores and yada yada yada. Yeah. And then so Aubrey went to go meet with her woman who was running her fan page and she said, "Oh, I just cha- I just um checked the IP address and the person who sent those messages lives in your apartment built lives in the same apartment building what? as you." And Aubrey then she went like then they were sharing laptops. Yeah. She opens up like uh Don's laptop and it was Don Dawn. was doing that. Yes. I she I'm ashamed call, to share a face call, with her. Aneke, the call was coming from inside this the is house. Crazy. Like, She's crazy. That's crazy. I know. I know, yeah. So but I, also, I it's like so is, hard. Also, yeah. Aubrey's kind of crazy too, though. So it's like, who do I believe? Yeah. You, know? you know what? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I'm right. not trying yeah. to blame. No. Yeah. But that's a lot of mess. That's a so lot of mess. That's. I had to tell you this my gossip. We're doing it on air. It's just gossip. Goss- it's just some gossip. Just some, some good old gossip, gossip right well, there. Kind of, sort of gossip. There's but Aubrey's not a, black. Two, two of them. Are, there's black yeah, okay. people in it. She fucks black people. <laughs> Damn, that's nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, on that let's note, let's get into the let's episode. get into the episode. Wow, I'm titillated. I'm gonna have to take a break to cool myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us. Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals, two hilarious friends, the hilarious smart kids talking about hilarious stuff that happens to them. Mostly really stupid stuff. Awkward anecdotes, insane tangents, heartfelt It's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pals. It's a show that makes me laugh every week, which is pretty rare and wonderful. Might be the best thing on the internet. One of the funniest things you will hear. And it's the best part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life. I love those guys. That's Jordan Jesse Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. 
Hey, lady. What you got for me? I got some good conversation about black women in politics. Ooh. First um, of all. That's kind yeah. of my... F- I love black women in all kind of forms. I, they're yeah. like... They're like, well, I don't want to equate them to Barbie dolls. But, you know, if I had to collect them all, I love my politician ones. I love my astronaut ones. I love my I'm gonna poker let you ones. Slide I love <laughs> my burger serving ones. I love my gymnastic ones. I love them all. What can I say? I love black ladies. Did I save it? <laughs> all right. Um, listeners, you can't do this, but I'm going to let James get away with that. <laughs> Yeah, only I can because we have a special relationship. So don't you do it. Don't go mouthing off at your dinner parties. Hey, guys, you know what's fun? Collecting black black women and all their different professions. Well, going on with that, um, Mm -hmm. I want to give a big old giant congratulations to... I'm stretching this out. Stacey Abrams. Oh, yay. Good job. What's she do? Stacey Abrams just won the Democratic primary in Georgia, and she's basically has become the first black woman um, to be a major party nominee for governor. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So she literally just got voted in um, on Tuesday. Um, so, so elected. She, she is she is the governor. She doesn't no, have to run she's anymore. she's the Democratic nominee for governor. Oh, okay. So she's so running she's... against the Republican. And what, what state was this? I was so excited. It's her black Georgia. lady governor. Okay. My little Georgia peach. We can do this. I feel like, I feel like a lot of black women can come out and support black people. People of every color and race should come out and support um, Stacey Abrams because, I mean, fuck, this is historic. If she wins, she'll be the first black woman to ever be a governor of any state. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention... Um, the South. Oh, she! I knew I heard that name before. She, mm-hmm. uh, she's amazing. Yeah. She was on Full Frontal. Yeah, she was on an episode of Ashley uh, Ashley Black's Full Frontal. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we refer to it on this show. That's a, yeah, uh, but yeah, she's really great. She's amazing. Yeah, and not to mention um, Georgia. They haven't had a African American governor in that region since Reconstruction. So in the Deep wow. South, in the Deep South wow. at all. So if she wins, she will be. Nicking off all those different board, those. What do you say? Like when you check them knickerknackers, off? yeah, boxes. checking, checking. I don't know what checking. I'm saying. Okay, checking uh, off what those we, boxes. Chicken, Chicken. <laughs> Shabazz. Um, <laughs> just guessing along. So to celebrate, um, good old um, Stacey Abrams. I want to, and also who I talked about last time, um, I brought up that I wanted to talk about Shirley Chisholm's. Oh, yay. Oh, my God. I am pulling up my cushion. Tell yes. me a story. I want to hear all about her. Because okay. I think I briefly brought her up yes. years ago during the Democratic National Committee. I yes. mentioned her yes. as a little footnote, and I said, one day we'll get back to her. That day is today. That day is today, <laughs> and I did a damn deep dive, and it is right. really good because she's fascinating, and she's She's somebody that I think is lost to the history books yeah. that we really need to um, remember. She's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, Shirley Chisholm was born Shirley Anita St. Hill in Brooklyn, New York on November 30th in 1924. Heard of it. Um, she. Okay, so basically, the reason why I'm talking about her today is because she was the first black candidate for a major party's nomination. She was also the first woman to run for president under the Democratic Party. Um, and she also was the first black woman to be elected to the U.S. Congress. That's 
that's a lot of firsts. And we barely, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she should be covered in the history books. Like, you don't find out about her until, like, adulthood, and you have to dig to find her. Exactly, exactly. Where's her movie? Like, hello. Even the Democratic Party doesn't celebrate her enough. Like, at the DNC, we need to be like, Shirley Chisholm, thank you. One, I'm glad that you're bringing that up, because even though I supported Hillary, I voted for Hillary, of course. But the reason that I got mad at Hillary's campaign is because they act like she, Shirley Chisholm, didn't exist. This is Mm. literally the first woman to run for president, and there is no acknowledgement by hillary clinton about this first woman to run for president like yeah hello she feels, it feels like shirley should have been mentioned more on speeches and and yes. i feel like i watched the dnc and i don't feel like i remember hearing her name once i've heard barack obama say her name before yes yes um but everybody else t- tends to forget about her mm. so mm-hmm. we won't forget her on this show no, we won't. Episode just for you, Shirley. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's the daughter of immigrants from British Guyana, woo, which is where my family's mm. from, and also Barbados, which is where Rihanna's from. Um, basically, she spent her time going back and forth between Brooklyn and Barbados. She received her BA from Brooklyn College in 1946 and her MA in Education in Col- from Columbia in 1952. Um, Damn. She did that all while serving as the director of the Friends Day Nursery and also at, while she was teaching nursery school. And since those numbers are, might be kind of jumbled, I just want to point out that she was 28 when she was doing that. My head can't handle this because... Like I'm like, oh, I have no excuses to not be amazing and fabulous. Like, <laughs> this is also 1946 where they were yeah. like, boo women and boo black people and especially boo black women. Yeah, and also boo immigrants. So yeah, that's she's like holding all of this shit down. I know we ha- we have no excuse. We well, or just you know why we have no excuse for not praising this woman. Like yeah. what the hell, you know? Yeah, that's huge. So, um, in addition to getting her master's from Columbia, teaching and serving as the director of the school when she was 28, um, she (laughs) was also the education consultant to the New York City's daycare division. Her district's unity, she was a part of her district's unity democratic club, and she was super active in the NAACP. Damn. Yeah. Yes. I know, it's wild. So, at the age of 40, she entered into politics. And she did that by representing the Brooklyn District and state legislator from 1964 to 1968. In 1968, she was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. When she was when she um, first started her job, she was assigned the House of Agricultural Committee, which is fucked up because she's from Brooklyn. Yeah, that that was, someone was not setting her up for success. Let me tell right. you, why exactly. wasn't she working for HUD? Right, you. It's like. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so she was pissed about this. But right? also, just I want to put a thing in your timeline, 1964, yeah. 1968. I yes. mean, hello, we hear about Dr. King and Malcolm X. Seems like, and she was in the system, working within the system. They're working outside of the system. No one ever talks about Shirley Chisholm. I just think about, like, I'm sorry I'm going on this thing. No, but, like, this is good. How many young women and people would she have inspired had people told her story? I'm almost like angry. Me too. But we're doing it today. We're doing it today. We are serving it up. And you made a great, excellent ass point. 1964 to 1968 when shit is wild. She 
um, gets assigned this bullshit ass committee, the House Agricultural Committee, where she's like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit. And then she talked to this rabbi who was like, okay, you need to make lemonade out of lemons. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking make lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> and so she took the surplus from all the food that's from the Agricultural Committee. She turned it around and used it to feed the poor and the hungry. She literally took lemon, yeah. <laughs> lemons and made lemonade. You weren't yeah. kidding. Damn. She, yeah. Not only in addition to that, she helped expand the food stamp program and she created WIC, which still exists today. And it is a special supplementary nutri- nutrition program for women, infants and children. What? She's, she's so bad. Oh, I love I it. Like, she's so badass. And you're not even done. And you're I know, not, I'm even, not done. even done. Um, <laughs> during her tenure in Congress. So she was in Congress for a very long time. And we'll take a little subset. But she basically was in Congress until 1983. Um, which, which state was she a representative Brooklyn, for? New York. Oh, she, yeah. wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. I know. Yeah. So while she was there in Congress, she opposed the fucking Vietnam War. Ooh. She... Um, um, what else? She she opposed weapon development. She was in full support of employment proposals. She served in. Um, she also founded the National Women's Political Caucus with Betty Friedan, Gloria wow. Steinem, and this other woman, Bella Abzug. She supported the Equal Rights Amendment. She co-founded the Congressional Black Caucus and was a part what? of the process of legalizing abortion. I kind of can't handle like how we don't know about this amazing, how there's not like a movie almost every week about Shirley Chisholm. There needs to be a movie about her because she was a fucking badass. She was also, she also authored the bill to help gain access to minimum pay for domestic workers. Wow. Uh, and listen to this fucking badass shit during her time in congress which i have to remind you is from 1969 to 1983 Jeez. um she only hired women and half of her staff were black fucking love that that's amazing that is I amazing know. and you're rattling off right. all these huge accomplishments and they just think about how many congress people like paul ryan hasn't done shit you know except destroy things like it just right. like she's actually done so much amazing like these are the kind of want in office you know she's not taking bribes from lobbyists and all this and and ruining things yeah. i know amazing and she said that during her time in congress she felt she got a lot of um sexism and racism but sexism sure. was like more than racism and she's been really? quoted as saying men are men <laughs> which is wow she <laughs> you know what i love about that she's like i don't got time i got yes. to i gotta get shit done exactly. so i see you being all sexist whatever i got a job to do exactly and one of the things that the shit things that she wanted to get done was run for motherfucking president. Mm, mm, mm. Get it. She's got my vote. Yeah. I'm going to travel back in time, hit the little ballot, and I wish we had more of that. I won't have an ID, but. I fucking wish we had more of that because, um, so she ran for president in 1972. She won um, 152 delegates under the Democratic ticket before she ultimately withdrew her candidacy. So, oh, here's a quick fun fact before we get into her candidacy. Um, Barbara Lee, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, she was a volunteer on her campaign. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. Look at that inspiring, right? Like you just, you never know who the little up and coming little, little munchkins are going to grow up to be. Working on campaigns. Okay. So here's the drag part. So this is the reason why her campaign didn't 
work. So her campaign was underfunded. So they only Mm. spent $300,000 on her campaign, which sounds like a lot. But to kind of give you context on um, how much is spent on a campaign, Obama in his 2012 campaign spent $400 million dollars. Right. But do you think what was it because that, like now we spend so much more no. on campaigns? And, no, oh, they, she, just, they oh, didn't okay. take her seriously. The Democratic Party and not to mention other parties didn't take her seriously. And they mostly saw her as a symbolic um, um, politician, which is bullshit. Um, like, why would they not take her seriously? She's like, oh, I'm just doing this for shits and giggles. She's a congresswoman with, like, racking up yeah. accomplishments. But huh. as Shirley Chisholm said, men are men. Men are men. Mm. Um, and you know what? If she had been a white man, she would have been elected president. Oh, my God. That, She's basically Bobby Kennedy, shit. but in a black woman mm. form. Oh, true. Yeah. So, okay, during the campaign, there are three confirmed threats against her, too. Of course. And, of course. But listen to this. Her husband at the time, Conrad Chisholm, who she married in 1949, he served as her bodyguard until she was given <gasps> Secret Service in 1972. <laughs> see, that's that's the real bodyguard movie I want to see. I know! <laughs> right? I know. That's the real bodyguard story. <laughs> I know, sweet. I mean, they ended up getting divorced, but still, sweet at the time. Oh, well, we don't have to end the movie. We can end the movie before then. Yeah. So, okay. So, wrapping it up. So, during her time in um, Congress, going back to Congress, she went back to Congress after that. And she wrapped it up by 1983. After that, she um, was a guest lecturer. And she spent time as a visiting professor at Mount Holyoke College and also at Spelman. So, that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1993. Spelman? Yeah. That always makes me think of. Different world. A different Not- world. Mm, where you come from? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. Um, yeah, anyways, I, I always want to go to Spelman. I didn't I know, know it was a real college yeah. until like maybe just now. Oh, God. Okay, anyways. <laughs> in 1993, um, Bill Clinton wanted her to be the ambassador to, to Jamaica, but she declined due to poor health. But secretly, as a Jamaican and as a Caribbean person, I think that she was insulted and she probably passed off on that because um hello different islands are different she was from british guyana and barbados which is not jamaica there's hella jamaican americans so what are you doing clinton and also i feel like she's beyond an ambassadorship like no offense yeah she ran for president yeah i mean ambassadorships no offense if you're an ambassador and you're listening but you probably know this they hand those out to like almost anybody like if you know someone i mean i'm not you get it i'm not saying (laughs) there are people here like on this on this podcast from each (laughs) oh come on come on (laughs) i will I, next week I'll be I'll run a list of like guess who's an ambassador and you'll be like really what? I mean especially with this administration okay, exactly so, hand them out like can you it's I like know. who wants it so um, she died in 2005 at the age of oh. 80 in Florida mm. and um, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up so if you want to know more about Shirley Chisholm how we do that you can read um, she wrote two books the oh, first book right, you're gonna like the title of this book this is like i feel like we need to take this as can our i titles. can i take a guess at what i think it is I, I don't think that you can guess but give it to me i'm a badass bitch named shirley chisholm men will be men so probably, i'm for president probably Fuck y'all. close enough it's it's a shorter version of it you ready yes unbought and unbossed 
Oh my god. Which Done. is literally written on her grave. Shut your face. You know what? <laughs> I'm so mad because I feel like she was the guest. Like it's almost like she was meant to be on this show, right? No, I love like, it. That's so something much. that we would have come up with. Unbought <gasps> and unbossed. Jesus. You know what, Aneke, if only like I we would have been her campaign managers yes. and she would have won. Yes. I wish that we could do a movie where we one of our because I've heard like a minority corner video series we've already got our uh christmas quanta town video series yes and the other one is like us time traveling and we go back and we become campaign managers for shirley chisholm i'm into that so much that sounds like the best thing ever in my we'll life we'll start a go there's a gun there'll be a GoFundMe link at the in the show yes. notes <laughs> for us to make this movie oh so just to kind of wrap it up um, that's one book that she wrote. She also wrote a book in 1973 called The Good Fight. There's a book written about her called... <gasps> they um, stole her title for they, that lame-ass TV they show. Did. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched um, it. Maybe it's good, but I I'm just know. upset. It's a spinoff. Um, so Shirley Chisholm, <laughs> Catalyst for Change, was also written by Barbara Winslow. And there is a PBS POV documentary called Shirley Chisholm 72, Unbought and Unbossed. <laughs> I can tell you're about to say it because you gear it up. Your neck got geared up. You got to get into the mood to say that. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love. So she doesn't really have a grave. She has a vault, but which is even Ooh. better. But the fact ah. that it's written on there is like, ah, like I had no idea. Like I've always heard about her. I've always kind of known about her, but I never really knew how cool she was and like how badass that she actually worked within yeah. the system to make these changes happen. Like, yes. This is awesome. And, and people always say to work within the system, and Shirley did that. Like, right. And then we don't give her credit. Like, she is right up there with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. They were working yes. on the outside. She was working on the inside. Like, yes. a lot of the things that we have, like, people, like, you can't point as to, like, oh, that was the thing that did it. It was all of these different movements and all of these different things. Like, you couldn't just have just Martin Luther King. You had to have Malcolm X as well. You couldn't, exactly. like, you also, you had to have all these different people. Like, you can't, not one way is the right way for any movement to progress. There has to mm-hmm. be all different facets of it. And she was a part of that. Yes. Put her Great. on the Black Mount Rushmore. Which way yes. is that? Put her on just Mount Rushmore. Okay, yeah, chisel. I'm gonna get my chisel. Okay. <laughs> see, see you over there. Okay, 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 okay. Can you imagine? Right. So amazing. Well, that's my little my little story, and I hope you guys liked it. I know I liked it. I think you yes. liked it, James. I am unbought and unbossed. The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Alicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Chipka, Ed Week, Zach Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, Alexander Sunny, Summer, Ellen and many more. Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. James. Hey, Aneke. This is your corner. I am happy it is, and ready. But, yeah. <laughs> well, my corner is actually from an... Un- we got an Ask Minority Corner oh. anything, Aneke. So I'm going to do a corner about it. Did okay, some research. I'm ready. 
Yeah, this one's from um, it's one of our members oh. or uh, member Max oh. members. They called in and they oh, uh, signed up to be a member. Goldilocks, oh, I did. You told me about yeah. that call. She sounded like she was yeah, kind of irritating. I spoke with her, and um, she, had, she had a question. Okay. So um, I'm gonna and I, I'm gonna dive in and try to answer it. And so she goes, um, "I'm planning a trip to Flint, Michigan, Uh-oh. and everyone keeps telling me not to drink the oh, water, no. but I don't." Get it? Oh, what a Why? Mess. It's not Mexico. Oh, Is it safe? What's the deal? Love you guys are so cute. Melanin Poppin. I love black wow. people. I feel super woke listening to your podcast. XOXO. Goldilocks. Wow. I think I stood behind her at a Lululemon at one point, maybe. <laughs> this is a lot. So, Flint, um, Michigan. Well, you. So she's a member, so I wanted yeah, to know. Yeah, preferential just, treatment. Thank you for listening. You know, we love our members. <laughs> I'm going to do a big corner. Um, first, so we're going to talk about Flint, yes. Michigan, the state of yes. Flint. And she asked some questions. What's going on with the... Some people don't really know what's going on with mm. the water, which, you know, it's been four years, but I'll catch you up in this little Damn. corner. Um, and, and where it's at. So first of all, I want to start like a new feud and... Where the fuck is Diane Sawyer? Okay, Ooh, where's she been? Fire. Okay, okay. looking at you, Diane. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Andy. I'm Cohen? talking about both Andy, C- Cooper, and uh, what is it? C- Anderson yeah. Cooper. Yes. yes. Okay. Cooper so he and is Cohen. Andy. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Because and just the entire all the media. Like I am just so disappointed Nobody's continuously with it. the news. With the news, mm-hmm. exactly the news coverage about mm-hmm. this, um, and and you know this, in, you know it got back on my radar when Michelle Wolf was at the um, what was it that thing that everyone was upset because Governor, she no. talked about what's her face the the press the, thing the the press luncheon yeah. or whatever the fuck they did and she did a thing and everyone's like ooh we're upset because she made a joke about Sanders uh, the, you know lying her smoky eye shadow lying or, which is the truth she yeah. lies. Yeah, her lying. And then also they're like, her. oh, she's joking about her appearance. She made a joke about her and makeup. And she said it was good. Okay. And she said it was good, mm-hmm. so back off. Uh, meanwhile, you have this president who has made all kinds of derogatory terms about women and their appearances. Yes. So let's... Yeah. So, um, it's true. But Michelle Wolf said at the very end, and Flint, Michigan still needs yes. water. And she's talking to the press. And what does the press do? They don't Not even talk, talk about, about that. The- no, yeah. So, um, so frustrating. So, this is we just passed the four year anniversary from when the residents of Flint, Michigan noticed that there was something wrong with their water. Uh, and on the heels of that, um, I guess I'll come back to that. So, just to rehash what happened. So, back in 2014, under they had a mayor by the name of Dane Walling, Mm. who's no longer the Mm. mayor. So, he, along with a bunch of others, uh, switched. Um, Flint was switched Flint's water usage. So before they were using the Flint River, and which is also what Detroit is also using. Um, Or wait, they were using Flint River instead of Luke Heron water. So they were using this source from Detroit that Detroit was using, and then they switched to this other water source. Um, And there was there was no need for it. No one asked Mm. for it. There was no nothing. But it comes down to it was going to be cheaper. For the city of, of, cause it was Always right there. Always money involved, man. Yep. Yeah. And they were going to be switching to this new, um, car 
carry Gandhi water authority. Okay. So there's this new water authority. Yeah. People were probably being paid mm. out. And uh, it led to elevated levels of lead in the Ugh. water. And it was murky and foamy. But there's also a lot of conversations circulate around the lead that was mm. in the water. But there's also other things that are also wrong I mean, with the water. I mean, if lead's in there, like, God knows what else is in there before even, like, ugh, jeez. Yeah. Their water, the Flint water, ended up being uh, 19 times more corrosive than the water in Detroit. Oh, my God. Um, carrying all kinds of toxic levels of lead mm. and all kinds of other things. Um, mm. And so... There's this woman named Leanne Walters, who she is the recent winner of uh, the Goldman Environmental Prize. Mm. Uh, she's There's a lot of great conversations that she's been out there doing, and, and she's been this huge sort of new sort of environmental activist mm-hmm. and the work that she's doing, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but essentially, like, it took two years before the state began. It took a long time for anything to happen. Mm. So it took two years for the state to even begin delivering bottled water to the residents. Which is ridiculous because that's a crisis. People need to drink water. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel, yeah, and like, and it took another year for the EPA to provide (sighs) a grant to upgrade the water um, and to provide them with just what they needed to do. And then here's the thing. So just last month, I don't know if you've heard Mm -hmm. about this, but. Oh, so Governor of Michigan Rick Snyder announced that the delivery of bottled water to the residents, it's going to end. He's going to stop doing it because they've done a bunch of mm-hmm. tests. And apparently, um, recent tests show that levels of lead in, in the city's tap water are now well within the state and federal um, quality standards. Well, that's that apparently good, their water. Right? Yes. But yeah, absolutely. But um, I think. There's a lot of trauma. Like, yeah. people got really yeah. sick. I think there was, like, 15 people that died. People were getting there should rashes. Be, like, There's going to be, services, too, you know? Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. Not just the water. Like, there should be other ways to support yes. them. And there's going to be, who knows, the long-lasting effects that happen right. or are going to end up happening with exactly. these people. And this is just this is just one example. Bullshit. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. There are other cities across right. this country that are experiencing the same Bullshit. You're so fucking right, and nobody is talking about it. I mean, here in Oakland, yeah. too. There are places in yeah. Oakland where the water's just as fucked up, and nobody wants to talk about it. Right. it. The only reason that we're talking about Flint is because it reached crisis level. Yes, right, absolutely. And um, and there's still so, so, so apparently they've now fixing all, like, the filter filtration systems, but the people in Flint, Michigan, don't trust the yeah, water. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, Fuck. And Leanne was saying that, like, as people, although it might not have a lot of lead, there's still other contaminants that are still kind of, the water's not that clear. And this is, like, in America. Just, like, like, you guys, go look at your faucet. And I'm pre- I, I would say many of you have clear, drinkable, running potable water. water. Yeah. And so um, there's a bunch of pipes. So they Essentially, the infrastructure is fucked. Like most places in America, the infrastructure is yeah. fucked and needs to be um, refixed before we can just start, because, like, there, so there's about they've reconfigured and galvanized um, piping about six thousand and two hundred lines, but there's still twelve thousand lines that they still need to How you know many? redo. Uh, twelve thousand. That's nuts. Oh, I'm sorry. There were twelve thousand, but there's they're halfway still, done. So they've done six thousand of that's those. Still, fucked up. Yeah. And so that's why people don't want to drink the water because there's like there's still that much more work that needs to be done. And also while they're redoing the pipes, they're still afraid that lead's still gonna get back Ugh. in. So 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 they're 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 afraid. Yeah. Um 
15 current and former government officials have been criminally charged. Mm, I think there's like 51 of them in total. And I was actually really present. I was expecting to see a bunch of pictures of a bunch of old white dudes. Um, Mostly, out of the 15, there were two black guys and three white women. So Wow. That were charged or that were a part of it? That were charged and a part of it. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to actually link. Yeah. I I don't want to list it, but I'm going to link. And it's really fascinating to see what each of them knew when. Because it'll tell you. Oh, it says that? Like the notes notes on how it it, like breaks down of when people knew and like. Yes. What they knew. That's why they're. Yes. And it's it's sad. Oh. I mean, I don't know if some must have been paid off. Or oh, you something. know that there's money involved um, in that bullshit, like completely. Yeah. So um, here's an example of one citizen, Leandra Brown. She was a senior citizen living in Northwest Flint. Uh, she had accepted state's assurances recently, but she had lost two feet of her hair. What? Still has rashes along her neck and jawline oh and legs. And um, so there's a documentary that's going to be coming out um, very soon. And in that documentary, she just said, you know, they're killing us. Yeah. They killed us. We're invisible people and we don't can matter. Can you even believe? Can you? I can't even... I can't even wrap my and, brain around feeling that way in this country. Like... In the United yeah. States. And like they're still struggling. And the fact they struggled for so long in the United mm-hmm. States. And you know for a fact if this was a rich white neighborhood, one, it would have oh never God, happened. No. But had it accident had it accidentally happened, there would have oh my God. It would have been a state of emergency. There would have been the like there would have been like events and fundraisers yes. and oh my God, like the world would have been a song with pop stars. Oh, there would have been a pop. Yeah, there would have been. We could. We'd all be changing our Facebook photo right. profile. Mm-hmm. Be like filter to over that shit with, or whatever. Yes, we stand with White Topia <laughs> or whatever the name of the city <laughs> is. Right, James. White Opia. We stand with Portland oh. or whatever. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so also, oh, here's, I just found a little, so there, here's some other of the stuff that is in the water. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know how to pronounce any Uh-oh. of these because I'm not you know a scientist. What? I got you. You uh, do your but thing. But there's, uh, there are, I'm going to put my scientist classes on. Yes. Um, just so you know, there are elevated levels of tri, triahalomathions, wow. also known as TTHM. Oh, toxic. Almost sounds. Yeah, that's, that's I'll what just it say is. that after that's everyone a, you say. You don't want that and in you your don't water. Be drinking. You know what I want? All you want in your water is a H, a little T, H2O. and an O. Oh. <laughs> that's it. I don't, I don't need, need no TTHM. We don't need any other things in there. Those aren't even real elements on the periodic table. Those came from God knows Sometimes where. Sometimes I wonder what's um, in my LaCroix, but you know what? <laughs> it is yep, a TTHM. It's not TTHM. Uh, there's also po- other possible um, carcinogens that were in there. There was 87 cases of ligonarius disease, Toxic. which is a waterborne, yeah, a waterborne illness. Oh, and uh, oh, 12. This report says 12 deaths, but I had another one that said 15. You know what? Too that's, many. That's all of them are way too many from drinking water. Yes, that you're like, I shouldn't have to be concerned right. about, can I drink my water that I'm paying my and tax dollars to from my government to supply to me? That you can't use a Brita on, you know? Like, this is, like, yes, right. this is serious. 
this is speaking of filters okay. governor rick snyder so what he was saying he's like okay we're going to stop handing out water because we fixed the problem everyone's got filters mm-hmm. uh we're going to be handing out filters and replacement cartridges they'll they'll remain available for anybody who's concerned about whether or not the water is drinkable because he's saying he's saying the water is drinkable but if you want a filter we'll we'll hand them out to you but here's yeah, the thing I'm cool. this puts all the race re- this puts all the responsibility onto the right. residents to make sure that they're installed yes. properly. It's them taking a huge risk on their lives. Right. And it's being, being you know, it, we're talking about people's lives. And this is, you know, supposed to be a developed, quote unquote, nation mm-hmm. that we're putting our tax dollars to and our government should be supplying us with clean drinking Hello, water. that's what we pay we can- for with taxes. Like you said, it's like, one, yeah. it shouldn't be like, oh, if you want it, you can come and get it. It should be like, no, two or three years after this crisis has happened, we will be providing oh it God. to you for free. Like, Duh. I don't. Like, can you imagine you just expect people to just turn and trust your water after you've been secretly poisoning whole populations of people for years? Like, no, fuck you. Would be trauma fucking tized about Mm -hmm. that, right? Like, and and again, we still don't even know the lasting effects of whatever we won't know for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, buying bottled water is not an option for many po- folks. Right. 45% of Flint res- residents, again, predominantly black mm-hmm. town, live below the poverty line. 45%. I believe it because Michael Moore did his first documentary on Flint, mm-hmm. Michigan, and how it was destroyed You're after right. the car industry left. That town is yeah. fucked. I mean, that yeah. sounds bad to say, yeah. but I mean, it was no, dependent on an industry that left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here's the other thing is that many people who live below the poverty line will have no other choice but to take a chance on the city's water because they're they're not going to be there to help them. They're not handing out any more right. water from mm-hmm. them. Um, overall, it looks like about $350 million, uh, ha- has gone into improving Flint's um, water replacements and their pipe replacements mm. and their healthcare and educational systems. So it's looking to be about 650000 per month on okay. average. So I imagine the government just, not the, their state government wants the spending to end. That's it. It all much. boils down to money once again. And so this whole entire thing is just a huge example of not environmental injustice. Yeah. We've talked about environmental yes. racism. And like yes. I said, this is happening in other places um, around around the country. One thing that... So Leanne Walters, I mentioned her earlier. She won the Goldman Environmental mm. Prize. NPR did a really interesting in- interview with mm. her. And what she's been able to do, because her children were getting sick, and she was like, oh, no. And so it's interesting. This moment triggered her. She's now this huge oh, activist. Oh, wow. What was right? her name she's again? Like, oh, no. um, Leanne oh, Walters. Cool. She's now... She's like, I mean, she's an award-winning yeah. activist, you know. Yeah, so, good. It, we need more people and, like you know, her in the world. So she said that, you know, she said she said that people still don't trust the water, and so she is, um, she got a grant. Ooh. I think I think it was the EPA, and so what they're going to be doing is they're going to be testing water, um, around the country in different oh, cities good. because they do, and like they now created a system of they essentially created a new system of, um what level water, what sort of caliber water should be at mm. now. And she's looking to challenge the lead and copper rules mm. uh, that are, that are the, the lead and copper rules, which are the government rules that our water is tested mm-hmm. to. Apparently there's again, a lot of surprise, a lot of loopholes mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. 
into the test that we use for testing how much lead. And also, just to remind you how dangerous lead yeah. is, is that it is believed that lead is... So the Roman Empire was casing all of their piping with lead, and it is believed that that is what helped drive them. Yeah. That was part of the downfall. Lead poisoning is no joke. And that their pipes were... Oh my God, Jesus Christ. That's yeah, not good. So it's dangerous. Um, and so... Uh, so they've been cheating. They've been cheating. These water companies have been cheating and using loopholes to hide and minimize the Ugh. lead. And so she's working to try to change these rules and loophole holes. Thanks, um, so they just don't Fuck. exist. Yeah. Right? Uh, so the documentary that's going to be coming out about it, it's called um, Nor Any Drop to Drink. So that's going to be getting released, I believe, on VOD mm. in August of 2018. Oh, coming up. I'll put a... Yeah, I'll put a link to the website so you can keep an okay, eye good. on it. And how can you yes. help? Yes, what you know, can we I, do? So how can you help? What can you do? Because we can definitely all get involved. But I do want to say, so a lot of people are still, people are donating. I, I, so <laughs> Nestle, this is an interesting yeah, thing okay. here. Yes, I, yeah. Okay, so Nestle is going to send 100,000 um, water bottles a week to the three help centers, so up until Labor okay. Day. So that's 1.6 billion bottles of water from now until Labor Day, which sounds really yeah. great. And they've already been donating. They've done about 19,000 okay. bottles um, s- since 2014. Right. But... Oh, no. Nestle pays just $200 per year for access to underground aquifers in the Michigan town of Everett, just two hours from Flint. So literally, they're just taking money from a place getting free. They're taking free water that's going to this other town and then deliver, bottling it, d- doing all this extra money pay and then sending it to Flint. So it's like I'm like there's no like ooh what a great company you spend two hundred dollars yeah. on using water from ever yeah. I'm sure you have other you know bills to pay or whatever but you know I, I, still I, like and and they and then you you're you pay just two hundred dollars per year this is a huge That's multi million dollar company and you're selling bottles of water for like a dollar yeah. I mean like you know like you it's can give crazy. a lot more than that bullshit. more than that just bottles of water like you can be given some resources and meanwhile Flint resident residents will now probably have to pay some of the steepest top water prices in the country possibly around $200 per month what for water that they're not even sure it's safe meanwhile, to drink meanwhile Nestle is so, paying $200 per year yep absolutely for yep. water that they're yeah, right? selling to people Right. Yeah. So um, there's an organization you can go to United Ways. Mm. We'll put this in the show okay, notes. Um, or you can also just Google United Ways uh, Flint Water okay. Fund. And so they, I think from like, they've been hugely involved since the get-go, but they just recently used a statement since um, since the governor said, oh, we're not going to be handing out bottles of water anymore. They were working on like filtration systems and stuff like that, but now they're focused just on bottles mm. of water. Um, and so you can, you can donate. You can donate mm. there. And the funds that are raised... Uh, through the Flint Water Fund uh, for the purchase of and distribution of bottled water. So uh, previously, they were used for the purchase and distribution of um, filters and cartridges, but now they're just going to be focusing on just bottles of water because uh, the city's not going to be giving it to yeah. them anymore. So they have no other Dang. way. 
Thank you so much for yeah. updating me on this because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's heard about this crisis and been like, oh, that's sad, sure. that's a shame, but not really knowing the inner workings of it. Like when you hear right. about all the corruption and how all of this stuff could have been prevented or dealt with earlier or a fixed period, it's just really disgusting. And it's also really disgusting yeah. to hear how it is just a continuous thing that's happening even to this day. Like, yep. Michigan... Like, let's just go back and see really quick about, like, fucking Flint, Michigan was, like we said earlier, was a top um, auto um, mechanical company. Like, a lot of cars came out of Flint, Michigan, which helped with the economics of this country. Like, the auto Uh, industry early on built this country. Like, let's, like, Model T, the Ford, all of that shit was here America and all of that stuff was concentrated in Michigan and a lot of that was in Flint Michigan and this is how we repay an area that built our Mm. country up like we should be ashamed of ourselves anybody who's involved in this that has benefited from money should be ashamed of themselves right well and this is again why I started my new feud with Diane Sawyer (laughs) because where is the reporting on this I am so sick and tired of this fucking 24 hour news cycle about Cittolini and all this sort of stuff I get it it's like what but it's like watching you know a soap opera I mean it's a fucking reality star as her television as her president there's so but that's the thing is that like we need to be focusing on other other things there's other stories that are happening and that you can actually have more of an impact on you can actually donate to this organization I did right before we started the episode I put in $50 match me whatever it is you can do and like I also would like to challenge um, I just started doing this and I know you do it Mm -hmm. as well Um, just like donating when like once a month or when you can I highly suggest a donation party self care parties get a group of your friends together pick a cause per month donate maybe $10 to the cause and then bring a $10 gift exchange present so each of you get a little something too like a little something too yeah and I for myself have decided that out of every paycheck I'm gonna donate a certain amount that is not I feel like I can try to do each month and so it's you know it's like I have my bills and I also have my my weekly donations that we we have to help each other out because the richer are they don't care They don't care. There's such, and that's the thing is that there's such a disparity. The wealth gap is such, it's, it's growing larger and larger. And I feel like, you know, I, I think that if, if, and we have such a glamorization Mm. of these rich, wealthy people, you know, Michael Moore was talking about in his documentary capitalism that it's part of the trick is that like we, we know that to a certain degree the rules are unfair and, 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 and set against us. But it's this idea that we all kind of think in the back of head that we can have it too right. so we let it we let it slide but then we also glamorize it like with like i think if donald trump had wasn't if the apprentice didn't happen he wouldn't have been a he wouldn't have been right. president his behavior and his personality was so normalized yes. so it's like we need to start turning where's the real house real housewives of flint exactly. michigan that's what right. i want to see i want to see that because we need to start doing programming and documentaries and reality tv shows that is actually about real people and real stories so we can have empathy and, and see their stories and see their struggles like a real housewives of flint michigan would be so amazing right like not to like not to like not trying to take advantage of them but to tell their story yeah. 
I mean, it's it's I completely agree because we soak up everything that's on our television and, and that's how we kind of tune everything out or think that everything's OK. And there's a there's right. a, you you kind of really hit the head. If you look at television, the reality programming is either the super rich or the super poor. And the super rich is seen as yeah. glamorous. I mean, they're seen as stupid and innocuous, but it's all something that this country has kind of built us to strive for. And then the yes. the the, the um, lower income families that are shown on there are like honey boo boo and like duck like mm-hmm. you know not duck dynasty they're rich but it's still like that kind of um, making it's fun joke. of joke yeah where right. it's like making fun of the poor right, people where it's it, like they got real struggles exactly. and let's face it the majority of us are in that boat like we need to pay more attention to humanizing normalizing like you said instead of normalizing yes. our stupid president we need to normalize what it is to be struggling in America we need to normalize mm-hmm. what it is to be build to build to not trust your water which is coming out of the faucet to be struggling <sighs> to find a place for your kid to go to school like that's something that Mm -hmm. we need to really be putting the spotlight on so then we can turn around and fix it because we each have those of us with money that can do something instead of buying diamond rings or whatever you should also be putting aside money to help each other because that's that's the biggest problem i would say yeah with capitalism even though we've been accused of being a capitalist podcast but (laughs) the problem with being capitalist is that it's very dog eat dog you know yeah yeah and we got to do it to help each other because the you know the government's not going to do it so we need to be able to mm-hmm. you know to be able to do it and who accused us of being a capitalist podcast i gotta eat i, I can't turn my we lights live in a capitalist on country, so get out of my <laughs> face like that's for anybody like are you accepting a paycheck get out of here whoever you are get out of my face you you and diane sawyer and anderson cooper go eat a go eat a you shit know what? sandwich i don't mind being called the capitalist podcast i will side eye capitalism i will also say the the good things about capitalism i will say the good things about socialism and i will also side eye socialism so it's like that's what we do in this podcast mm-hmm. Mm, just don't come I'm just you got me all wild up like don't come from me don't come from me the Twitterati oh sidebar Oprah Winfrey refers to Twitter people as Twitterati just letting you know okay Oprah still coming up with those catchy phrases (laughs) going to the the British wedding you know what she She, retired into greatness she's not retired oh my god yeah oh my god no but she's living her best Mm -hmm. life Gail recently said that she smokes weed Oprah does. Oh, I heard that too. <laughs> yes. To calm herself. You know, all that gift giving. She gets all riled up, you know. And she's got to calm donates. herself down. Oprah is a very rich Oprah woman donates. who donates. You know who else donates and does a lot of charitable things? Shirley Chisholm. Well, she's passed away, but she did, yes. Well, and also dead. Megan and Harry. Megan and, you know what? They are all, 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 you know what? You know what Megan, mm-hmm. Shirley, and Oprah all have in common? Charitable black women. Well, uh, and they are unbought and unbossed. Here we are. That was a good episode. We are at Le End, as I think they say in the France land. Sure. Uh, (laughs) I will yes and you with that one. I took Spanish, so I don't know. I dated a French guy, but uh, we didn't. We weren't speaking a lot of French, if you know That's what I neither mean. Here nor there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, we'll move that one along. <laughs> 
So, okay. James, we got what? a tweet, tweet, tweet of the, the week. Did the, 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 the Twitterati get at us? The Twitterati got at what us. What are the Twitterati saying? This is from at, I'm going to butcher this, so I'm sorry, but um, at Coliadral Core. Okay, you know who you are. Thank you I can tweeting. read sometimes, but thank you for tweeting us. Um, you wrote, missed, capitalized, missed Minority Corner's pop culture ranch so, so much. Although no matter what, James and Ineke discuss prepare, um, discuss prepare to learn. Thank you for the side eye. And that's an emoji eye. Very pretty. I love it. Um, I love it. Y'all, y'all compliment each other so much. Oh. And then straight up linked to our episode so spread in the world you know i love that i love that and that reminds me you know you can definitely share the love share the words yes um link us up are we (laughs) i was hoping you were not gonna catch that (laughs) of course i'm gonna catch that we are speaking the word here so spread it Spread the word, spread it up. Y'all, but you know what it is? I'm so hyped off of Megan Markle's preacher guy. Yes. That's what it is. He was good. He did say something really amazing. He was like, something about like love has the power to conquer all. Something amazing. I don't know. I'm about to officiate over a wedding and I'm probably going to steal most of his speech. Hey, you know what? I think that's probably a good thing. Because I'm pretty sure they did not watch it, but they listened to this podcast, so they might be surprised. Ooh. I know who it is. Congratulations, guys. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, we've got. Well, uh, we've also got a review on the Ooh, on the, on the iTunes. Okay. We did. We got a five star review. Five MK. stars. Five that, stars across the board. Star. Yes, that is the most you can get. So that is yes. yay. So thank you, um, Zeke Ten Twenty. Uh, wrote. Uh, this is a funny, informative show. Thank I love you. it. Quick and to the point. Hey, you just... know what? I love that. That's an elevator pitch if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it? What's Minority Corner like? Mm, funny and informative. Quick and informative. Yeah, that is funny and, <laughs> and informative. People will be like, "Yes, I'll listen." Well, you can also get involved in the conversation, um, and also you can uh, tweet at us. You can Instagram yes. at us. Uh, just get involved all the conversations that we have. You can also email minoritycorner at gmail dot com. Email uh, us and ask Minority Corner anything. We'll try to answer it when we get. It a might chance. turn into a corner. Goldilocks did, and look what happened. Look what happened. I, also, I noticed that somebody pointed out Maximum Fun shows to Frank Oz on. Um, Twitter and he's the voice of he did a lot of Muppet stuff and oh, yeah. if you want to like tweet him about our show I wouldn't mind Feel that free. because that's um, a hero of mine I love Muppets so <gasps> you just reminded me and I know yeah. we're about to wrap up here and so if you clicked out early you're gonna miss this hot tidbit Aneke oh shit what's which up which Maximum Fun host has been on Scandal Ooh, who? Uh, Jordan. From oh, Jordan Jesse- Morris from yes. Jordan Jesse Go. Yes. yes. He. Uh, so I have been he was reliving. On Scandal? I yes, he was. I have been reliving Scandal because I was like, oh, it's over. I feel like it used to be good. I went back to the yeah. first season. I was like, oh I my know. god, I forgot how good the show is. It is so fucking good. And now you remember how why you fell in love with it. The writing is so yes. good. Performances are so good. But yes. now that I know wigs and hair pieces more, I. Mm. Now can notice her hair. I notice like, oh, that's a wig mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. But I did it because I hadn't done drag when it had first started. So oh. I only started noticing it around season five after.
after oh, I had okay. experienced wigs. But anyways, so good. And I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it because in season two, I think it's like episode like 13. There oh, he wow. is playing a little paparazzi in an office and having wow. a little scene with Carrie Washington. It was like go amazing. Jordan. That's awesome. So, yeah. Also, remember listening to Jordan Jesse Go? I mean, a lot of people listen to that show. But. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But please do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, so that's cool. a little tidbit. So if you, I love that. this was like a little Marvel ending credits. Like if you stuck around to the end, you it's got the a, little tidbit. Um, what are the uh, uh, end credit? End credit. Yeah. Yes. It's our end credit before the official credit, which is coming up right now. now. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.